Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Casey Hendrickson here in the Silver Fox Art Studio, still under construction. But we do have that amazing piece right there from silverfoxart.com. It is made out of wood. It is three-dimensional. It's got three layers, and there's even backlighting. The backlighting is not on right now. I will show that to you at some point in the near future, but you can also see it in the commercial that we play for Silver Fox Art every single live stream. If you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button here on Rumble. Would really appreciate it if you're watching on my website at theburningtruth.us. Just click on that link. Go over to Rumble. Hit that subscribe button. It means a lot. If you're on YouTube, if you're on uh, one of the other video platforms, it is important that you get away from that for your political content, your news content. Get on to Rumble. Uh, Truth Social did officially launch today for Apple users. We're still waiting for the Android version of the app. But Apple users can, in fact, sign in to Truth Social today. That is President Trump's new social media network. And they have, this is where things are going to get interesting. They have a distribution deal with Rumble. Rumble's fixing to blow up. We also know that Truth uh, Truth Media is going to be adding several social networks. We don't know all, how all that's going to look. Uh, but we do, I find it a little interesting that Melania Trump has an exclusive deal with Parler. I think that's interesting. Parler did just secure millions of dollars in new funding. Uh, although my experience on Parler since they came back to the internet is it's mostly been dead. I keep getting new followers, but they don't actually interact. So I think they're bots, but who knows? We'll see exactly what happens uh, with all of that. And if you can, you know, while you're, you're moving away from these alternative, moving away from the traditional platforms to the alternative platforms, again, please f- follow and subscribe on Rumble. And I would ask you to do that on Telegram, on Getter, Uh, Truth Social, when it's available for Android, I don't have an Apple device. So all of those things will be at Casey the Host, C-A-S-E-Y, at Casey the Host. I'm pretty active on Instagram as well, Uh, less so on Facebook these days, although Facebook has blown up as of late. They took took some of the censoring and the shadow banning off uh, recently, and the activity has gone up, not back to what it used to be, but they do this occasionally on Facebook where they lift it, and more people see my posts. And then with me being on Tucker Carlson, things have kind of blown up on Facebook a little bit. But um, I, again, I much prefer you to follow me on Telegram, maybe Getter, just because that's where I'm most active. Uh, t- Telegram, by far, I am most active. Instagram, Telegram, by far and away, most active there. Uh, if you do have a TikTok, follow me on TikTok at Casey, the host as well. I don't recommend that you get TikTok if you don't have it and you're not interested in it. But if you're already there, I'd appreciate a follow. All right, so let's, let's talk about Facebook or Meta as it is now called. Uh, This is, I'm a little bit late today. I do apologize about that. Things have been hectic since the Tucker Carlson thing and um, some family stuff and all of that stuff, trying to get it all situated uh, while we're we're getting prepared for some stuff that's coming up. So I am a little bit late today. I do apologize about that. But at the same time, uh, it's also going to be probably a little bit shorter than usual, uh, just because I have to get prepared for my other radio show and I got some meetings before then. All right, so Meta has axed the head of global community development after he appears on video in underage sexting. Now, this is a a fairly big story. Um, What was interesting about this, I think, is that when you look at the headlines for this story, there's a lot of media outlets that downplay this guy's role at Facebook. This guy's a very big deal, and he's not just some low-level guy. But there's a lot of places that didn't identify him as the head of global community development. There's a lot of places that just identified him as a community manager. Well, community manager doesn't sound like much. The head of global community development is a big deal. 
So let's just go through the story. Meta, the parent company of Facebook, has confirmed to TechCrunch that Jaron A. Miles, who had been a manager of global community development, is no longer employed by the company after a video went viral on YouTube, which was then reposted on Reddit and other sites. Now, again, went viral on YouTube, but YouTube's starting to take this down. It's one of the reasons that you need to be on places like Rumble, and I know that most of you who are watching this video right now are on Rumble, but you got to be on places like that. I've already told you before, here's my setup, okay, for those of you who are new. I upload to Rumble. I do my live streaming on Rumble. I almost never live stream anywhere else, okay? So I live stream on Rumble and my own website at the exact same time through the same service. I do not hardly ever live stream on YouTube anymore. Occasionally I will do it. I don't really do it on Facebook anymore. Occasionally I will do it. And the reason for that is they don't let anybody see the the streams. So there's no sense in me wasting bandwidth and everything else just trying to manage all of that when they don't really let anybody see it. And with Facebook, people don't really start to see it until after 9 p.m. Eastern time anyway. So... What I do is I upload my videos when I'm not live streaming. I upload my videos to Rumble. Rumble automatically feeds YouTube. YouTube automatically feeds Odyssey. And so I've got triple backups here. Rumble's not going to delete anything. YouTube probably will. Odyssey won't delete anything. So it's just a way of getting this all done. People have asked me about BitChute before. I've uploaded a couple of times to BitChute, but... Um, BitChute doesn't exactly make things easy to, to work with. So I really don't know what else to say. I wish there was a, an easier way of doing it. I don't have the time to upload to 40 different websites, you know, and I've, I've tried doing that. We've, we've gone through, you know, I'm going to be everywhere all at once and I'm going to individually do all of this stuff. And there's not enough time in the day and it usually doesn't yield any serious return. So what we have found is that when we sit here and focus on a couple of different websites, that's where our growth ends up happening. So that's what we're kind of doing. Um, so waiting to see what happens with Getter. Getter really hasn't grown. Uh, Getter still won't verify me. And I've told you before that places that'll verify me, I'll put more, more effort into. Um, and Getter won't verify me even with the, you know, the, the appearances on Fox and Friends and Kilmeade and Lars Larson and Tucker Carlson and you know local television here and the fact that I work for a news radio station. It's it's weird. I don't understand it. I've seen places on Getter that have been verified. They have like 120 followers and nobody knows who they are. They're, they're not affiliated with anybody or any outfit that is significant. Don't really understand how they got verified. The only thing I think of is that they know somebody. Um, and it's it's these, these kind of arbitrary policies that kind of frustrate me the most about social media. So the good news is, is that a new social network is here in True Social. We're hoping that that will be a little bit different. Uh, but it's not available for Android users yet. So if you have Apple, you can go to True Social today and, and download the uh, the app and sign on. Uh, for those of us on Android, we got to wait a little bit longer. Okay, so again, YouTube starts taking this down. Then it gets reposted to Reddit. Reddit will edit and censor things as well. And then it goes to other websites, okay? So the moment this starts going, getting censored, it's got to go in these other places. You always have to upload into different places, and the places right now that are not deleting anything happen to be Telegram. They happen to be Getter to an extent, for the most part. Uh, they happen to be Rumble, and they happen to be Odyssey. Those are the places that you need to, to put your content because that's not getting removed, okay? The problem is it takes more work to get people to see it, and so there's nothing wrong with posting to YouTube as well, but remind everybody to follow you on, on these other platforms because YouTube will inevitably take it down. So the two-hour video... Posted by an amateur group called PCI Predator Catchers Indianapolis, okay, my home state of Indiana, well, not my current state of Indiana, 
on its YouTube page, does not depict Miles caught in any sex act, nor admitting to any specific sex act, nor admitting to intending to carry out any sex act, and it is not clear what the legal ramifications of this will be, if any. But it does feature two people questioning Miles, who in the course of the interrogation admits to having graphic and inappropriate communications with a 13-year-old boy. It's a damning enough exchange that Miles has subsequently deleted his social profiles on, on sites like Facebook and Twitter, and whether he was fired or resigned voluntarily, Miles has left his role at Facebook over the matter. Now, look, um, if you're engaging in these kinds of conversations with somebody who's 13 and you know that they are 13, you're a bad person. You, you probably call them evil, okay? Um, now, there are times where 13-year-olds would pretend to be older. I don't have any indication that that is what has happened here. It appears that he knew what he was doing, and he got caught, and they made it public. And you're seeing more and more of this. You're seeing more of the, the citizen posse, if you will, going out there and saying, we're going to expose people who do this. We're not going to allow them to get away with it. And part of the reason for that is, and some of you might be asking this, and I think it's a good question, Part of the reason that you're seeing so many groups just kind of form, just regular citizens who hunt down and find pedophiles, is because, as I've been telling you on my show now for well over 15 years, the judicial system is filled with pedophiles. The judiciary has a lot of perverts in it, and they will protect their own. And there was a point in time where it was me and Bill O'Reilly, when he still had the radio factor, we were the only two people in the country doing it, we were giving regular updates on judges all across the country who were not sentencing pedophiles to any time behind bars. They were letting them out. They were giving them early release. Sometimes it was a slap on the wrist. And the only thing that we could think of is they were part of these judicial rings, which have been busted several times, which involves several judges and lawyers and things like that that are all involved in sharing child pornography with each other. So to what extent our judiciary is infected with that, I don't know, but it is a lot. It is an extensive amount of judges out there who are in this world, and you've seen, I think, a lot of frustration from parents and members of the community that people who are pedophiles are not being taken care of. And so they have started to take care of it themselves. And initially, they would catch them, they would turn them over to authorities, and then, of course, they'd be let out. So then uh, they decided that they were going to start just exposing them and destroying their lives. They're going to dox them, if you will. And that has been pretty effective in catching a lot of people. And they haven't resorted, for the most part, they haven't resorted to, you know, officially hunting them down and, and uh, you know, killing them themselves or punishing themselves and that sort of thing. Although there have been some examples of that happening. So this is, you know, this is a big deal. I mean, this is the head of global, uh, global community development, okay? This is not some underling over at, at Meta or Facebook. This is, this is a big, big deal. So the title of this, this stream is, hey, what's the connection with Hillary Clinton? That's a great question. Let's take a look at this. So the Clinton campaign alum tried to suppress the story of a Facebook colleague sexting a 13-year-old. Hmm. Now, you already know the allegations about Bill Clinton. You already know the allegations about some of the people who have been in Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton's inner circle for all of these years. And again, tied to Epstein and others. So... This is not outside of the realm of possibility. I'm not saying that this is Pizzagate stuff. I'm just saying that there is clearly some issues with the political class and the abuse of children or at least underage um, minors. Okay. Shortly after a senior staff member at Meta, Facebook's parent company, was caught inappropriately messaging underage boys in a pedophile sting operation. 
A company spokesperson with deep ties to Democratic politics tried to dissuade media outlets from even covering the story. Huh. Now, why, why would you try to dissuade anybody from, from covering this story? Now, I want to remind everybody, when we talk about the sexual perversion in Washington, D.C., I am not talking about people who are uh, freaky or have kinks or anything like that. I'm talking about abusive deviancy. That's what I'm talking about. I I don't have any judgment for anybody um, for what they do with consenting adults, okay? But when you are preying upon kids, that's what I'm referring to when I talk about this, or even if you're preying on other adults. And let's keep in mind that for decades and decades and decades, the, the Congress had a secret fund that they used your taxpayer dollars to put money into, whose express purpose was to keep quiet accusations of sexual assault and sexual harassment by members of Congress. And when this was exposed several years ago, it was a huge story. Um, and it got largely ignored by the news media. I didn't ignore it. Many other people in my field didn't ignore it, but the mainstream news media certainly did try to bury the story for the most part. This is a fun. If you had a member of Congress who sexually harassed or sexually assaulted a staff member or something, it was brought before this commission, and they were paid off through taxpayer dollars with this fund. And they had to sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, and all sorts of stuff. And this was going on. For decades, Republicans knew about it, Democrats knew about it, um, congressional leadership in both houses knew about it, and nobody said a thing. And this allowed that deviancy to continue to grow and thrive in Washington, D.C., which is why you see so much of it in D.C. now. So Jaron A. Miles, previously a manager of global community development, was allegedly caught sending explicit and graphic messages to a 13-year-old boy by the group PCI, Predator Catchers, Indianapolis. The amateur group posted the two-hour-long video featuring an exchange with Meta Manager who admits to conversing with minors on Facebook's platform Messenger, prompting Miles to delete his social media, uh, social profiles and platforms, including Facebook and Twitter. Miles has lost his role within the company, though it is unclear whether he resigned or was fired, according to TechCrunch. Okay? Now, while TechCrunch confirmed his departure from Meta with company spokesman Andrew Drew uh, Pusateri, The public relations hack appears to attempt to cover up the story altogether. Quote, the seriousness of these allegations cannot be overstated. The individual is no longer employed with the company. We are actively investigating this situation and cannot provide further comment at this time, he said. He went on, however, to tell reporter Ingrid London that the story was not, quote, newsworthy, which she included in her copy as of Friday. Huh? So this is Ingrid London. I'll point out that Pusateri also tried to talk me out of the newsworthiness of this story over the phone before sending over the statement, noting that other outlets were not covering it. Thanks for the advice. Let me ask you this other question here. Why are other outlets not covering Ingrid's story? This is TechCrunch, okay? This is, this is a well-known website in this field. So why aren't other media outlets covering the story? And again, anytime they choose not to cover something that is clearly big news, you have to ask yourself why that might be. And sometimes it's just that somebody with influence made a phone call. Now, prior to joining Meta as its policy communications manager, Pusateri spent over a decade in Democratic politics, including working as Hillary Clinton's Missouri communications director during the 2016 
presidential election. Wow. What other Democrats has he worked for? He's previously worked in top communications roles for several Democratic members of Congress, including Claire McCaskill, Gary Peters, Bruce Braley. Wow. Isn't that interesting? The revelation follows controversy over Facebook's role in aiding and abetting human traffickers, especially among illegal immigrants attempting to breach the U.S.-Mexico border. Through the charitable foundation of company founder Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook also influenced election outcomes and practices with grants selectively administered to turn out the vote in Democratic strongholds, which we've talked about many times on my radio show. And if you haven't seen those, you can go back and find those. That is, that is a heck of a connection, don't you think? Isn't it interesting how all of these people who seem to be in the Clinton inner, inner circles, isn't it interesting how they all tend to be caught up in some kind of business with Russia, business with China, or some form of sexual deviancy? Isn't that interesting? All right, more coming up in just, just a minute. I want to play a wonderful commercial from our great sponsor, studio sponsor here, SilverFoxArt.com. And love the work that Silver Fox Art does. We're going to have a giveaway for Rumble subscribers here in the near future. And it involves Joe Biden. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming in the next week or so. Uh, again, that piece right here, right behind me, for those of you watching the video, you audio listeners, uh, you're missing this out, but you can watch it on Rumble.com. Uh, that piece right there, that is my logo. That is all made out of wood. That is full color with backlighting. It is three-dimensional. So the skull is one layer, the microphones are one layer, and my name is another layer. And they just do amazing work. So any of your custom wall art that you need, whether it's family pictures, if it's a business logo, if it's just a nice piece of art that you would like made out of something other than canvas or paper, but out of wood with backlighting on it, go to silverfoxart.com. So we're talking about Hillary Clinton here and Meta. So the leader, the head of uh, global community development for Facebook, slash meta, um, was caught. All right, I'm not exactly sure what happened there. I do apologize. It just all of a sudden disconnected, and it would not connect back up, and I don't know what led to that or what happened. Uh, usual fixes did not work, so I just had to restart everything. Do apologize. Thank you for sticking with me. Uh, and just want to type in here to refresh. Refresh browser, and that should work. All right, there we go. All right, so let's pick up where, where we, we left off, okay? So Hillary Clinton is one of her former people who headed up communications for her in Missouri, who's worked for several other prominent Democrats, tried to bury the story of the Facebook executive, the meta executive, who was engaging in inappropriate communications with known underage individuals who was caught red-handed on video doing that. So why is this political operative who is deeply tied to Hillary Clinton and other prominent Democrats doing the best he can to bury this story about this guy. Okay? Uh, now, some people go, well, it's because it's Facebook and he doesn't want Facebook to get tarnished or whatever. Well, Facebook, keep in mind, is a media ally of the Democratic Party. That's who Facebook is. Facebook is a communication wing of the Democratic Party of the United States of America, uh, and you got yet more individuals tied with the Clintons who seem to have some connection with sexual deviancy and controlling the press. Now, not done with the Clintons yet, because next thing you know, all right? So we've got this agent who was a friend of Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself, who is now found hanged in his own prison cell. How many times 
Are people tied with Epstein and tied with the Clintons going to die? I would like to, I would like to point something out. Uh, we know everybody who donated to the Canadian truckers. We don't know who Epstein's clients were. And the news media doesn't care about one of those stories. Let me say that again. I know it's a Monday. I know it's a holiday for many people. We know who donated to the Canadian trucker convoy, but we do not know who Jeffrey Epstein's clients were. And the news media only cares about one of those stories. Once again, take a step back and ask yourself, why would that be? So this uh, this French model agent was charged with securing girls and young women for billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, was found dead Saturday in a Paris prison cell, according to prosecutors. He was 74 years old. He was found hanged by his bedsheets in his cell around 1.30 a.m. local time. Now, all right, just another Epstein person who gets caught and then mysteriously dies could potentially um, be a whistleblower on the Clintons or other prominent people. And then you have this absolutely savage, absolutely savage message from Ted Cruz. Jeffrey Epstein associate Jean-Luc Brunel found dead in his cell. Ted Cruz, anyone know where Hillary was this weekend? (laughs) And I don't care who you are. That's damn funny. We're not done yet, though. Not done yet. You remember how I've been documenting for many, many years now that Black Lives Matter was simply a Democrat Party funding mechanism? And again, I just want to refresh this, okay? This is important that people understand this. The political parties create groups or co-opt groups that were organically created from the grassroots in order to make them um, a political wing of the party, okay? For example, the Tea Party was organic. It was a grassroots movement. It started from average individuals just upset about lack of government accountability. It was not pro-Republican. It was not anti-Democrat. It was anti-wasteful spending. Republicans and Democrats were equally responsible, and they took aim at all of them. Until the Tea Party Express magically showed up out of thin air, and nobody had ever heard of them before, but the Tea Party Express did something that the other groups didn't do. They had a bus. They traveled the country. They had musicians, and they sang, and they had a, you know, like a little carnival row in a, in a whole, whole uh, vendor issue. Uh, not issue, but like a, like a old vendor row. Like you had a bunch of vendors selling stuff, and they went all over the country. And they came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, the Tea Party Express was the Tea Party. Well, the Tea Party Express was created by the Republican Party out of an office out of California to co-opt the Tea Party movement because the Tea Party movement wasn't having any of this let's all vote for Republican stuff because the Tea Party movement wasn't about being pro-Republican, anti-Democrat. And I know for a fact that the very first Tea Party in Las Vegas, of which I was a part of organizing, and I know the young woman who organized it, and she wasn't affiliated with anybody. She was in her 20s. She organized it. And there were a bunch of old white men who were trying to take credit for it. They didn't have anything to do with it. She did it on her own. And she never gets any credit. Susan Crawford is her name, by the way. She never gets any credit for it. And she didn't want credit for it. I even tried telling her, like, hey, I really want to go full court press and letting everybody know that you're the one who did this. She goes, I don't care. It wasn't about me. 
But there were politicians from the Republican side who kept wanting to come and they wanted to speak. And her position was, no, this isn't a platform for you to get elected. This is for the people to express to the political class that we are sick and tired of taxes. And that's what it was all about until the Tea Party Express showed up and the Tea Party Express was created by the Republican Party in an office in California. I've given you the whole history before. So the Tea Party effectively got co-opted by the Republican Party. BLM's the same thing. It's effectively a fundraising mechanism for the Democratic Party. Their funding goes through Act Blue. Democrats get money off of that. Uh, it is it, That's just what it is. It's a funding mechanism for the Democratic Party. Okay? Now, just for those of you who might be holding out, BLM people who are like, no, 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 it's, it's grassroots, it's grassroots. And it, first of all, stop ignoring the fact that uh, millions and millions of dollars have been stolen from you by Patricia Cullors and her spouse and everybody else at the top of BLM because it was a giant money-grabbing scam. But here's this. You ready for this? Clinton allies now occupy top roles in BLM organization according to filings, okay? So let's take a look at this. Recent BLM filings reveal prominent Democrat lawyer Mark Elias and other longtime Clinton allies have taken on key roles in the organization. Elias is best known for his funding of former British spy Christopher Steele's thoroughly discredited anti-Trump dossier, which was used as a basis for the Mueller probe. The story was first reported by the Washington Examiner. After previously serving as Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign general counsel, Elias now appears to be representing the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation through his recently formed Elias Law Group. BLM's national organization repeatedly lists the Elias firm as one of its addresses and states in its short year, 2020 Form 990, that its books were now being maintained by Elias Law Group. Additionally, Minion Moore, a longtime Clinton ally, is now listed as part of BLM's board of directors in the charity's filings. Hmm. So, BLM gets caught basically laundering tens of millions of dollars, not investing in the BLM movement or local chapters, but instead keeping the money, sending money to the Democratic Party or keeping money in the founders' bank accounts so they can buy very expensive cars and millions of dollars worth of real estate all over North America. And then all of a sudden, they start having an issue with their their uh, their filing status in, in the state of California. And the fix to that is to get all of Clinton's fixers on on board with uh, with BLM, huh? That's uh, that's a heck of a fix, don't you think? I think so. I think that's a doozy. That's that's hard to ignore something like that. Everybody knows that if you need to hide your money, if you need to fix your financial impropriety, you go to the Clintons. The Clintons do it better than anybody. Nobody steals money and hides it better than the Clintons do. I haven't met anybody anyway. Certainly haven't read about anybody. They do it better than everyone. Keep an eye on this story. This is going to end up being a bigger deal than I think a lot of people would like to would like to recognize. I do want to leave you with one thing because I just thought this was an amazing soundbite. This is just so good. Let me turn up the audio here on my, my desktop. So this is a school board meeting, and you are about to hear a mother who has been active in getting kids uh, to, to de-mask and getting masks off of kids and fighting for kids' rights and things like that. Um, you're about to hear her own, own a member of this school board. 
and then you're going to listen to the member of the school board have an absolute conniption fit and then storm off as if she were the victim. Have a listen to this. And some parts of it are a little hard to hear because they do cut her microphone off at some point. So just bear with it. If you are an audio listener, this might be a little difficult for you to hear. So again, just go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host, and watch the video clip of this. It's amazing audio. Senate Bill 739, as you guys probably know, is going to be signed into law very soon. So we're taking the power out of your hands and putting it back with the parents the way it should be. And it's very concerning that you guys would take the power away from the parents. And Ms. Cass, let me just say, point out real fast, when you were saying, introducing the public address comment, you said, this is the time we get to hear from the students, from the staff, and from the community members. You didn't mention parents, not one bit. And I think that's a big issue for Montgomery County because you guys do not like the parents. That's how I feel because you're taking the choice away from the parents and you're trying to take it and put it into your hands for financial reasons. I don't know. You're taking it away from us and we have parents law. So I just wanted to point that out. We sat here last year and listened to you guys preach to us about Governor Northam's executive orders and how we must follow them. You guys yep. remember that? I remember we that. Do. So here's the governor that comes into office, but yet you don't want to follow his orders. Why is that? Good question. Why is it different from the last year when we were here to this year? Great question. Two different governors, two different political parties. Yep. So we were supposed to follow it last year, but not this year. Correct. That makes no sense. And no, it, it makes all of you a bunch of hypocrites, mm -hmm. except for Dana and Jamie. Ms. Cass, you also yelled at me the last time I was here for taking off my mask, but... Here it comes. Here's a picture of you right here on Facebook with a crowd of people <laughs> with no mask on. Oh. Uh, this is my time, and I don't know to you. Here's another picture <laughs> no. with you with a no mask on. I'm sorry, Ms. Vaught, you are done. If you are going to sit there and disparage a member of our school board, then you can Hold sit on. down. If you have Hold something on. effective to say, I, have facts and truth on my side. I am not going to sit here. This isn't about you anymore. It's about Can we have a police officer, please? Now, hold on. Yes. I, no, I'm not scared. Some, I don't some board care. members come to I her aid. Like hold on. Either talk about something. You can talk about something that is, concerns our school board. Is there something about our students you would like to talk about? Then talk about our students. Yeah. What do you think the mask mandate is? Can you please ask Ms. Vaught to leave? Thank you. Okay. No. If you would like to finish about students, but if your idea is to stand there. Huh? She should be able to say her piece. Here we go. I've had to listen to people come and criticize me. Yeah. People came here and criticized you last year? Absolutely. And I couldn't do anything about it. And publicly, I was humiliated. So people came here and they talked about your mask to your face. They, say, they showed pictures of your family? They showed pictures of your Yeah, they did worse. Yeah. That doesn't make it right. That's no, it doesn't. That doesn't make it right, Jamie. You're right, but I had to say. Those are my, that's my family. That is, all, then fine. What do you think about our family? I am yeah. not. Our family is being suffocated today. I'm done. Time is, time is up. When she leaves or I leave. Time is up. She leaves her eye leave. Time is up. You can't deal with the truth. You don't need to deal with it. No. It's not the truth, but that's not, that's not the issue. We're coming for them, all of them. And here's the thing, you know, she exposed 
exactly what that woman is. And, of course, you hear that other guy, well, it's not the truth. Yeah, it is the truth because she just proved it. She just proved it. She's like, hold on a second. If you're going to yell at me for coming to school board meetings without a mask and you're going to force our kids to wear a mask, why are you doing this without a mask? And why are you doing this without a mask? Oh, hold on. You can't, you can't expose my hypocrisy to everybody on the public record. They're showing my family. Those are all public posts. She wasn't doxing anybody. She wasn't doing anything wrong. Those are all public posts. You chose to post pictures of your family on social media. Everybody has a right to go and grab those pictures and show them to other people. You posted them publicly. Those weren't private photos that were taken from a locked account that somebody had to hack into. Those are the photos that you posted of yourself being a hypocrite with members of your family around you online. That's what you did. So it's just, she's just pointing it out. It's like, you know, hey, if, if I'm not allowed to be without a mask and my kid is not allowed to be without a mask, you shouldn't be allowed to go out and do things without a mask too. Really that simple. When we talked about this on my radio show for 95.3 MNC a week ago, the reason that you see so many public figures, including public health officials, not wear masks and continue to attend these public parties and public meetings and public gatherings and stuff like that that they tell you you're not supposed to go to. The reason that they do that without their mask is because there must be a perk of party membership. It's that simple. If you're going to join our club, that's great. Here's what you have to tell other people to do. And in exchange for you doing what we're asking you to do, you get to not follow those rules because you're a part of us now. You're, you're with us. You don't have to wear a mask. And they do it publicly so other people can see, well, if I just go along with that, maybe they'll let me uh, come to their cocktail parties and not wear a mask. And we have seen this with Democrat politician after Democrat politician after Democrat politician, public health official after public health official after public health official, including here in Indiana. For those of you on the Michigan side of the border, you've seen it over and over and over again. They want you to have a separate set of rules than they have to abide by. And the moment you call them out on their hypocrisy, like this woman did, she called them out on two issues that they were hypocritical about. One, last year, you said the governor issued an order, and therefore we have to follow that order because it was an order that came from the governor of the state of Virginia. Okay. There's a new governor in the state of Virginia now who has a different order, and that school board is refusing to follow that governor's order. And she asked a simple question. Why is that? Last year, the only reason you were going, you were doing the, uh, the mask mandate was because the governor ordered it. And the governor gets to make the, the, the rules. Well, there's a new governor who has different rules, and yet you won't abide by those. Why are you hypocrites on this issue? Additionally, you yelled at me for not having a mask. Well, here you are running around without a mask while you forced my kid to mask at school. And what happened when she was confronted with the truth? Everything that you see, every time somebody who gets caught lying, you see them throw a little temper tantrum and storm off because they want to pretend that they are the victim. She knows that's a public post. She knows that woman's not doxing her kids. She knows that woman's not harassing her kids. She knows that woman's not putting her kids in danger or any of the other people that are in those photos. She posted those photos on social media. All that lady did was go and get them. Just to prove her point. But you saw how she reacted because she knew she had been caught. 
Just like when a kid gets caught with their hand in the cookie jar, they cry because they have to make themselves into the victim so that way they don't get in trouble. That's the whole point. It is designed to minimize what effect your punishment will have on you. It's human nature. And some people can overcome it. This woman, clearly not mature enough to. She got owned, plain and simple. Good for this mom for doing it. And I love I love how she says, we're coming for them, all of them. Yes, good. That's how it has to be. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really do appreciate it. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button on Rumble, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Uh, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming to the new website when it launches. So make sure you subscribe to my newsletter at theburningtruth.us. We will continue to port over those users to the new website. And when that launches, you'll get that newsletter about all of that. Uh, and it'll be fairly easy because you'll just go to log into theburningtruth.us and you'll just get moved right over to the new website. And you'll understand exactly what it is that we are doing. All right, folks, subscribe on Rumble, subscribe on Telegram, subscribe on Getter. Uh, if you want to do Facebook, that's great. Uh, if you want to do Instagram, I'm very active on Instagram or TikTok if you already have one, at Casey the Host on all of them. Until next time, you have yourself a good one, and we'll see you tomorrow.